Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Happy Friday. Welcome to Fantasy Sports Today on Sports Grid. Craig Mish, David Maddock, two hours fantasy sports talk, sports wagering talk. We thought we would have baseball back last night. That did not happen, but I assure you we will today. It is good to be with you guys here. It's the 16th of July, 2021. Davis, we fire back up Major League Baseball today. In fact, we had a trade last night. A I don't know if I would say an insignificant trade, maybe a potential trade that can help the Atlanta Braves. On top of it, we have the British Open going on right now, and maybe, maybe a big deal in the NBA coming as well. Yeah, we we just got word pretty much like 30 minutes before we kicked off here. Uh, Henry Abbott from TrueHoop.com reported that Damian Lillard is expected to officially request a trade to Trailblazers management over the next couple days, which is interesting considering it is believed that Damian Lillard was a, a big part of their hiring of their new head coach. So, you know, a little bit of a, you know what this reminds me of? This is shades of the Miami Heat drafting. Who who was the point guard? Was it was it Shabazz Napier was the one yes. where like LeBron was like, you yes. gotta take him. You gotta take Shabazz Napier. Oh, and by the way, I'm out. I'll uh, I'll see you never. Yeah. Like a little it reminds me a little bit of that. Yeah, I, I think on draft night, uh LeBron acknowledged them drafting Shabazz Napier. They did. I don't think he played two years with the Heat. I think they were optimistic on more than two. I don't think he played more than two years with them. Uh, You know what? That's a good example. I think it does feel a little bit like that, but we'll see what the outcome is. That's not something that we know is going to happen. We think it will, but let's get to things that we know will as we take a look at our headlines here on this Friday. Red Sox-Yankees game postponed due to COVID-positive tests with the Yankees. We'll hear from Brian Cashman on that coming up a little bit later in the show. There are several reporters that are saying that they're going to play tonight against the Red Sox. So as the show goes on, as we discussed, keep in mind, a little bit dicey for this evening, but apparently they have enough players to play. We'll see what ends up happening. Uh, It was reported yesterday Aaron Judge was one of the names uh, under the COVID protocol, so that certainly is a big hit for the Yankees. The Atlanta Braves last night, and Alex Anthopoulos surprised some people when they traded for Jock Peterson away from the Chicago Cubs, they trade first base prospect Bryce Ball. Very simply, what does uh, Peterson bring to the Braves? He crushes righties. 
doesn't play against lefties, and that's kind of what the Braves need right now. We'll see what that ends up meaning for them moving forward. Bradley Beal will miss the Olympics. Jeremy Grant in COVID protocols. Kevin Love has withdrawn. USA Basketball's in a little bit of a mess. And Bryson DeChambeau, uh, Davis, never disappoints as he does today at the British Open, does he? No, no, he really, he really doesn't. Uh, he, I mean, we all know the guy loves to complain. Uh, not looking like he is going to make the cut. He is three over for the tournament, two over par today. He is well off of the cut line right now, looking like the cut is probably going to be plus one, definitely an outside chance of plus two, but Bryson would have to make some birdies to get there. And, uh, you know, when, when Bryson plays poorly, it's, it's never his fault, right? Never, it's never been his fault when he hasn't won a golf tournament. So he says the driver sucks. The guys from Coba say, look, man, we are doing everything we can for you, but the club you were trying to play is ridiculous. He is playing a driver with five degrees of loft. You know, the average driver has like 10 to 12 degrees of loft. So he's, he's really playing a different game than a lot of other PGA Tour professionals and a lot of other European Tour professionals. And I don't uh, particularly think a five-degree loft driver is all that useful for the course they're playing right now. You're, you're kind of wanting some loft. You're wanting a little bit more control on this golf course that they're playing right now. So, yeah, just more and more headlines of Bryson complaining. Yeah, and and what did you make yesterday in in baseball? I know that the next two weeks are going to be filled with trades, but since we've been following this pretty closely and we're going to run right up until the deadline here before we sort of move to football in in August, but from a fantasy perspective, I I guess, Davis, the way that I look at this is that it really doesn't change much for Jock Peterson because we know exactly who he is, potentially playing maybe in a little bit of a better ballpark in Atlanta, but we know they're down Acuna for the season. I don't anticipate Marcelo Zuna coming back anytime soon. And the guys that they've been running out there, I mean, they've done a pretty decent job, but I don't think you want Abraham Almonte playing every day. So Peterson, my guess, plays three, four days a week. And it, it kind of it signals to me the Braves still feel they got a shot. Yeah, I think that's definitely what it signals. And, I mean, look at the guys whose plate appearances he is going to be replacing Ender Incendiarte, Abraham Almonte, Guillermo Heredia. Like, these are below average bats for sure jock Pedersen. i mean you can you can say whatever you want about him he is against right-handed pitching a below average bat this year 287 plate appearances uh career 234 isolated slugging only 11 home runs this year but i i think probably he is a little bit closer to the guy he was in 2018 than the guy that he has shown thus far you're of course you're not really going to play him much against left-handed starting pitching but if they've made this move I mean, how many how many right-handed outfielders are there for them to add at the deadline? I mean, there's 50 guys who would probably be better at the plate than Guillermo Heredia that they can get fairly cheap, and I, I think they probably will. Yeah, interesting. We're going to have trades now pretty much, I would say, I mean, close to every day now that baseball is back. And remember, one of the reasons why nothing really was percolating over the last week or so is you had the Major League Baseball draft. And teams basically have two weeks to sign – all of their amateurs. In general, Davis, we had the draft in June, and then you had until August 1st to get the kids signed. Now we had the draft in July, and you have two weeks. So on top of that and the trade deadline and everything else going on, baseball definitely has its hands full, and so will we. But coming up next, it is the 149th British Open. They are about three-quarters of the way through day two. We'll get an update coming up next right here on SportsGrid.
Sports Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. First two days of the British Open, I have a feeling that Sunday morning we're all going to be locked in to a very exciting finish based on what we're seeing, Davis. And certainly there are a couple of pro- uh, professional golfers here that are definitely having their way with the course. Uh, a lot have not. I would say that that's pretty simple. Weather, as you mentioned yesterday, is definitely going to dictate the weekend, no doubt. And a couple of very big names near or at the top. So uh, give me an idea of where we stand here at the British Open. Yeah, there, there definitely has been a pretty big wave split. The guys who have gone out first thing in the morning, the greens have been a little bit softer. The wind has been a little bit more gentle. We're looking, uh, my, my guess is with the way the front nine and the back nine play is that at the end, we're going to have like probably about a one stroke advantage for when guys teed off in the morning. But of course, you have to take advantage of those scoring conditions. You got to make your putts. You got to make your shots. You know, it's not just the, the course is not just going to give it to you. Because Jordan Spieth got the good wave yesterday, the bad wave today, but he's making the most of it. He's three under par through 10 holes on his round right now. Colin Morikawa has the round of the day, shot a 64, six under par. Uh, he did get he did get the uh, the good wave, only made one bogey in his round. Same for Louis Oisezen. He has uh, not gotten not gotten you know the the positive draw. He's out there right now with the harder conditions, and he's still scoring. A lot of a uh, lot of American pros are, you know, I think predictably having a a more difficult time. Some pretty notable names right now are are outside of the cut line. I think overall, Royal St. George's looks like a a good test of golf. Looks like um, you know, it looks like a good Open Championship golf course. So I'm I've been uh, pleasantly surprised by what we've gotten. Yeah, and, and I think that with Morikawa at the top, and he is nine under on the current leaderboard. And again, this is this is like a version of in-game live in the British Open for us here today, honestly, as things go on. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun tomorrow, by the way, to, to catch us on Saturday and Sunday morning. I'm guessing we'll be live. Um, uh, Louis Oosthuizen is eight under, and I believe he is through seven. Jordan Spieth is seven under, and he is just about through nine. And then we have a, a lot of guys who are six under. Honestly, I don't even recognize, Davis, a couple of these names. Any interest? Oh, before we get to the, the uh, Open Championship odds, and Brett, let's make sure we refresh those just to be sure 
that we, we get this right. And if it's changed, I will let you know. It's it's kind of to the minute here with golf going on. But any of these names here beyond the obvious ones that I'm looking at here that are six under that are in the clubhouse have a shot this weekend? I don't even recognize a couple of these guys. Sorry for that. You know, I, I think that uh, you could take a stab on Andy Sullivan at 41 to 1 or Emiliano Grillo at 41 to 1 because, again, the weather, it just does. It, it just is going to have such an impact. And if Louie and Jordan tee off tomorrow in the first group or tee off in the last group tomorrow and they are sitting there at the back end of the course and there are squalls coming in here on uh, on the, the island that is Great Britain, well, you know, the, the leaderboard can change pretty quick. Like, uh, there, there actually very famously was uh, a British Open back in 2002 where it uh, it showed up and, and Tiger Woods missed the cut because he just got caught in the middle of 45-mile-an-hour winds. There just was not anything he could do, couldn't keep the ball down, couldn't make any birdies. So I, I think that guys who are close to the top of the leaderboard but being big-time discounted, I think those guys are, are sort of interesting wagers. There are also a couple other guys. We have uh, Scott Scheffler, who is two under par, so he is eight strokes back or seven strokes back, but again, if Colin and Jordan each give up three strokes and someone fires a 64 tomorrow, we are going to be looking at a much different leaderboard. So a lot of it, again, is just going to depend on the weather. And and they can make the course tougher overnight, too. They can decide to make the greens faster. They can decide to make the greens slower. They can let the rough grow out. They can not let the rough grow out. Like There's a lot of things they can do you know, to change what happens over the course of the weekend. Yeah, so so, let, so I'm going to go through the the uh, the odds right now to win this, and and Brett and and everyone at LTN. Let's dump that uh, graphic because it, I mean it, it changes every minute. There's no reason for us to to show you guys something that's not accurate. So I'm going to read these off to you, and I have my phone, Davis. I'm just going to do it right off my phone here on FanDuel. Um, I've got Jordan Spieth. I'm looking at him at plus two twenty to win. Uh, Louis Ushazen is plus three ten. Colin Morikama is four to one. Uh, DJ Justin Johnson, 16 to 1. Paul Casey, I have at 22 to 1. And I'm looking at Brooks, Brooks Kepka at 22 to 1. So speed to, uh, plus 220. Louis O at plus 310. Morikama, 4 to 1. DJ, 16 to 1. Paul Casey, 22 to 1. Brooks Kepka, 22 to 1. That's the most accurate as it stands right now. What do you think of that? Yeah, that is that is the odds as they are currently being offered. I definitely would not be looking to get any more down right now on Jordan Spieth. Wouldn't be looking to get any more down on Louis. Morikawa, I suppose, is actually fairly interesting because he is leading the tournament right now. He is off the he is off the golf course, which means that uh, well, you can't make any bogeys when you're off the golf course. So if things go unexpectedly for Jordan, if things go unexpectedly for Louis, well, then that win probability is is going to change. And right now, uh, Data Golf is actually in line with these market odds. They are giving Colin Morikawa sitting here uh, at nine under par off the golf course a twenty point six percent chance of winning. They are giving Jordan Spieth a twenty five point six percent chance of winning. Louis a twenty three percent chance of winning. Then after that, uh, the win probabilities are falling off an absolute cliff. No one else is higher than 3.7%, which is Dustin Johnson at 16 to 1. I I think probably you could take a stab at Paul Casey. And then also, 
I, I was hoping that I would uh, would pull this up and John Rahm, who's down, tied for 32nd. I was hoping that the models that uh, FanDuel would not have caught that. Because, look, if there's anyone out here who can fire back-to-back 63s on the weekend, it's John Rahm. But mm-hmm. FanDuel has John Rahm sitting there at 18-1. to 1, So they are, they are on top of their game here this weekend at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Why, why, by the way, is Morikama falling back to 4-1 to one? Uh, with with being at least tied uh, as the clubhouse leader right now, is this not his course? Is this not his thing? I don't I don't get it. It seems like there's value there. What am I missing? Well, Colin Morikawa has never professionally played a Lynx golf course before. Uh, you know, he grew up obviously playing in the United States and uh, was did not play the Open Championship last year because the Open Championship didn't happen. He did play the Scottish Open, uh, which is kind of a Lynx course. He did play that last week. And he finished tied for 71st. So not, uh, it's just a different style of golf. You know, there are no trees. Uh, the way you, the, like specifically around the greens. I mean, the best highlights this week have been what Louie and Spieth have done around the greens, you know, really creatively using all the slopes and the speeds. And that's not going to be Morikawa's strong suit either. So actually, I think the fact that he is being given a great chance of winning, only being a stroke up on Louie and Jordan, who are much better fits for this golf course. I actually think it's a, a great amount of respect by the market and by FanDuel and by our friends over at Data Golf to give him that high of win equity. Because heading into this week, I was definitely not betting mm. Morikawa. I was not looking at this like a Morikawa golf course at all. Yeah, and, and I guess so So this weekend, Davis, Saturday and Sunday, I know they start at like, what time is it on the East Coast? Well, for you, it's even earlier, right? What, what time they start for you on Saturday and Sunday? 4 a.m.? Yeah, yeah, super early. I mean, they've been starting while well, I've been been fast asleep, starting at about like two, yeah, like two o'clock in the morning, and then they'll start really early. And then on Sunday, on Sunday, they will start as late as possible, obviously, to right. get American eyes on TV. Uh, not exactly sure when they'll they'll be teeing off on on Sunday, but that'll be. I mean, Sunday at the Sunday at the Open Championship, especially with if Louis and Jordan are up there at one and two, I think that'll be really good TV. Yeah, look, this has been the best PGA Tour season, a non-Tiger Woods season that I've seen in a long time. I mean, mean, all of these things have had great stories with Rahm and Mickelson, the PGA Championship. It's been fantastic all year. I mean, and the the last day has delivered so much theater, positive and negative for everyone. So I think we're headed toward a great finale as well on Sunday. We'll have it covered for you here, of course, on SportsGrid. Let's take a quick break. Here on Fantasy Sports Today, we'll preview this evening's baseball games next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. 
Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Fantasy Sports Today, full plate of baseball games as of right now. No postponements due to weather or COVID or anything else. So, of course, a full Friday night schedule. I got two seven-inning games to watch a little bit later as the Marlins take on the Phillies in Philadelphia. But we don't usually talk about those games from a betting perspective. So let's focus in on some of the games that we do. And, again, this is coming right out of the break. You would assume, Davis, most teams are healthy. Most teams are going to make this final run if they are going to make a run. And so as we move forward from a betting perspective, we're going to set you up with games that mean something moving forward. I think really that's probably what most of you are interested in. So if the games are having teams that are above 500, still fighting, let's do it. And and quite honestly, anything can happen in baseball on any given day, but it is very foolish at this point to be focusing in on bad teams and, and players they don't have for the rest of the season. So let's start off in the nation's capital and let's look at the Padres' lone visit to D.C., they, talk, they take on the Washington Nationals, and San Diego is minus 136 on the money line. Washington plus 116. Uh, the Nats are going to start Eric Fetty tonight. The Padres will start Chris Paddock. And Davis, if the Padres were starting anybody else, this line may be like minus 160 or 170. We know that the Padres are a better team than the Nationals for sure. Kyle Schwarber is still not back. He is on the injured list. They're expecting to have him back, I believe, in two weeks, if they're optimistic there. Washington sort of just kind of, after Schwarber went out, Davis, didn't they just, like, fall apart almost? It's kind of weird. Like, they were making that run, and I was like, look out for them. And, and, and Strasburg is coming back, right? And Scherzer's pitching better. And then they kind of turned back into a pumpkin a little bit. So how do you see this game today? Well, I mean, the, the fact that Alcides Escobar was leading games off for the Washington Nationals over the uh, the last week, uh, just let me tell you, as a longtime Alcides Escobar watcher from his time with the Kansas City Royals, it's not what you want. That's, uh, that's not going to be ideal. And I, I think even with Paddock starting this game, it seems odd that this line is this shallow, and I would expect that it will, it will move fairly dramatically. Eric Betty, for his career, 16% K rate, 10% walk rate. Neither of those are good. In fact, the walk rate is really bad. He is walking almost four guys per nine innings this season. And Paddock hasn't been great, but he is at least, you know, close to league average, especially for the National League. 24% K rate, 5% walk rate. He's been really unlucky. He has a 5.3 ERA but a 3.8 fielding independent pitching. He's gotten unlucky with ground balls, fly balls, and only a 60% left on base rate. His career, 70% left on base rate. So I, I actually think that this specific line for the Padres is a little bit of a gift. Uh, I would expect them to be priced at like minus 150. So I, I, I think that minus 135, minus 136 for the Padres here is is quite a good bet, actually. Okay, let's let's go to St. Louis, where the Cardinals have been disappointing, and the Giants have the best record in baseball. They are minus one sixty-five on the road on the money line in St. Louis. 
You can get $145 back on your $100 bet on FanDuel by taking the Cardinals. The total is seven and a half. Kevin Gossman is playing his way into the Cy Young conversation. He's a free agent at the end of the year, too. Adam Wainwright still going at it for the St. Louis Cardinals. And and the way that I see the Cardinals, Davis, is the same every year, and you live there, so you, you get this, is that everyone is pissed, they're upset, they're frustrated. Cardinals have not had a good year. They always rally in the second half. Like, they always make it interesting. I know they can't score. I don't know what's going on with their offense this year, and their pitching hasn't been great either. But it seems like just when you think the Cardinals are done, they scratch off like 8 out of 10. They get back in the wild card picture. They sneak in there. or They sneak in the division. But right out of the gate, getting the Giants, that's a tough proposition for sure. Very tough proposition. But, you know, uh, Adam Wainwright, like we're, we're not leaving this guy for dead. His ERA the last two seasons is right in line with his career average. His strikeout rate has actually bounced back up this season from where it was, you know, in back in 2016, 2017, 2018, when it looked like he was just about done. We have we have gotten better results from Adam Wainwright. So, you know, this basically comes down to what is going to be going on with the Cardinals lineup. Are they going to have their their full strength guys? I it does look like they should have Carlson, Goldschmidt, Arenado, O'Neill, uh, and and Edmund back in the lineup. I think Edmund got a day off before the all-star break but I, I believe he is good to go it's possible that he is uh, a little bit dinged up but I, I actually think in terms of betting an underdog this is a decent spot I also if you don't want to bet the underdog I also don't hate the idea of betting the over here and just saying look Wainwright he gets smacked Gaussman gives up a couple home runs I, I would warn people though uh th- I think this game might not happen it is very rainy and gross mm. here in St. Louis and is expected to be rainy and gross all day. So I think we might get a little bit of weather PPD going on here. That would be a bummer for sure. Right out of the gate too. Okay. The game of the night potentially, and maybe an American league championship series preview. At least most people feel Davis, that this is going to be, this is the first matchup in Chicago this year between the Houston Astros and white Sox. Uh, You can make the case best two teams in the American league. Nobody would doubt you. Houston is minus 138 on the money line. You can get a little plus money on the White Sox. Says TBD for their starter. It's expected to be Dylan Cease. Lance McCullers has had a pretty strong year. Doesn't have the wins and losses to go with it, but his ERA is under three for the season. The total is eight and a half. Uh, Davis, eventually Elo Jimenez is going to come back, and eventually Lewis Robert is going to come back for the White Sox, and that could make them unstoppable. Even, I mean, who knows who the White Sox may even trade for in a couple of weeks. But, but. No one's playing better than Houston. No one has played better than Houston over the last two months of the season. I mean, I guess you could the Giants may be in the NL, but they have become really tough to face on offense. They have, and I, I just want to really give credit to the Chicago White Sox, though I don't want to say anything kind about Tony La Russa. I do want to credit the Chicago White Sox because if I would have told you at the beginning of the season – Andrew Vaughn will hit okay, but he's not going to turn into a superstar. And Louis Robert is going to be hurt and barely play. And you're not going to get anything from Eloy Jimenez. And you're going to DFA your leadoff hitter, Adam Eaton, at the All-Star break. And Brian Goodwin is going to be your cleanup hitter. And Adam Engel is going to be your five-hole hitter. You would have been like, get out of here, dude. The White Sox are going to be terrible. They are going to be the bottom of that division. They're going to be down there. Uh, you know, they're going to be down there with the Baltimore Orioles and with the Kansas City Royals. And that is not what has happened at all. And to be honest, I don't even really know exactly 
how they're doing it. Like, clearly the offense has been good, but, you know, the guys they were getting good performance from at the beginning of the season, uh, Yerman Mercedes, he got uh, he got sent down. Yasmani Grandal is injured. I guess they have gotten they have gotten extremely good results from all their pitchers. All of their pitchers have been better than their preseason baselines. Giolito has been fantastic. Carlos Rodon has been, I mean, he's been maybe the story of the team in the first half of the season. Lance Lynn has been above average. And Dallas Keuchel, who they got for nothing for free agency, you know, he was kind of left for dead. Like, we were like, oh, you know, Keuchel, like, what's the point? He doesn't strike anyone out. He has been really good, been getting loads and loads of ground balls. Uh, I think they've gotten a better than expected performance out of him. Dylan Cease has been very good. The bullpen has been really solid. Liam Hendricks has been nails as the closer. So, yeah, I don't really know how they're doing it, but the White Sox, I, I, this is a team that if they start adding pieces at the deadline is going to get really scary, especially when you consider that Eloy has been taking batting practice. Let's let's kind of go through a couple of news and notes, Davis, and, and anything that you want to comment on, feel free. But there's a lot of baseball news here in the afternoon that I want to just touch on before we break. Uh, first and foremost, Jeff Passan of ESPN is reporting that Aaron Judge, Giovanni Urshela, and Kyle Higashioka, their starter slash eh, backup catcher, are going to be placed on the COVID-19 injured list. So that puts them out for a few days at the very least. Keep that in mind when setting Yankees lineups, both for your fantasy leagues and also for DFS moving forward. Ian Anderson of the Atlanta Braves, their arguably second-best starter, placed on the injured list with shoulder inflammation. The Braves cannot catch a break this year for sure. And then how about this one, Davis? Very interestingly, just like how Miami is trying to keep Starling Marte around before the 30th, guess who else could be on the trade block? Your guy, Byron Buxton, Ken Rosenthal reports. They have made a contract extension in the $70 million range. He won't be a free agent until after next year, Davis. I don't think that's enough money to get that done for Buxton, but can you imagine Buxton being on another team and being healthy? I guess we'd like to imagine him being healthy on Minnesota, but that is a big name that could get dealt here. And that's what Rosenthal's reporting. There's a chance of that happening if he doesn't sign a deal. Yeah. I mean, I would guess that that makes sense for the twins, you know, a, a smaller market team. They would like to get a little bit of like a hometown discount, a little bit of an injury discount, right? We've never really seen Byron Buxton healthy over a long time frame though in his 110 plate appearances this year he sure did look like the real deal right like he looked like a guy worth a hundred million dollar contract to me at least and the the twins are kidding themselves if they don't think that a team would give him that money right the dodgers the padres the yankees even the mets right even brett's mets with all that money now no more no more kevin pilar let's get let's get byron buxton in there no more dom smith let's get byron buxton in there so i i think that the twins better give him that money or they better say you got to trade us somewhat. You got to trade us a, a Kalnick level prospect to get him because he, he probably will be on the move if he doesn't get paid. Yeah. I mean, the other thing to hear is that you mentioned the Mets. That's a great call there. I mean, imagine you're the Mets. What is your window? It is now it is next year. Potentially Davis, the Mets could trade for Buxton now and just say, you know what, we're not even going to pay him in the future and just take him for this year and next year. Why not? Like, that's, that seems to be a good proposition for me, too. But you're right. I, w- I would think the Twins would try to sign him like they signed Max Kepler 
and some of their other young guys, but apparently Buxton maybe wants a little bit more. Good story. We'll have to follow for you as the trade deadline gets closer on the 30th. Coming up next, we're going to help you win a little in DFS over on FanDuel, so stay tuned. We've got our pitchers for you next. sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem uh, reese's you did it you stumped this charming devil Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Jordan Speed making a run at the British Open. Chris Kosky at the top of the hour will give you the full update what's going on there. And we'll continue on with baseball here as full slate in DFS. I feel like we've done a pretty I we I feel like Davis has done a pretty solid job all season long helping you, giving you some good options in DFS. He's been uh, stubborn on a few players, I will say. He did drive a few into the ground. But for the most part, it has been really good advice all season long, and we will continue to do this with you until we get to September. And then, of course, we're going uh, pretty much fantasy football for the entire show. But still an opportunity here. Davis, let's help the people out there before we get to the players. As always, when we have a full slate, I like to ask you what the slate looks like tonight, your, your thesis, your narrative for this evening. Well, as a result of the All-Star game happening on Tuesday, no aces, right? We, you know, DeGrom's not mm-hmm. pitching, Kershaw's not pitching, Scherzer's not pitching, right? All, all the, the number one starters, they, I mean, some of those guys are banged up, right? Kershaw is on the, the IL right now, True. but our, our you know, top projected pitcher, an unassuming name, a guy I've, I've burnt into the ground, by the way, Robbie Ray, who's been, who's been great. I keep telling people Robbie Ray is great. He's there. He's our, he's our most expensive uh, starting pitcher today. But, yeah, it's, it's mostly like strong number two and number three starters today. So of the four guys that we have on our starting pitcher list today, I definitely think uh, – I, I think there's a chance some of these guys get a little bit overowned based on the context of the slate. And I, I would definitely just caution people, as always, to you know check the everything on DailyRoto.com before you submit your lineups because I, I you 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 just you don't want to go in to a slate using the most popular starting pitcher and the most popular stack, especially on a 13 game slate. So let's get started here with the pitching tonight. You heard us talk about the San Francisco St. Louis game leading the charge for Davis over at Daily Roto tonight. We have Kevin Gossman at 10,600. 
Sean Manaya of Oakland, 9,500. The Mets open up the second half with Marcus Stroman at 9,100. And, hey, the Cincinnati Reds don't look now, but, I mean, they're the one team in the National League no one is talking about, but they're sort of creeping back into this race a little bit. And Tyler Molly tonight is 8,800. Yeah, well, if they find a way to play this game tonight in St. Louis, Kevin Gaussman is going to be in a great spot because it's cold. That ball is going to die. Uh, I've played a lot of golf in in cold Midwestern environments, and let me tell you, that ball does not like to get up, and that ball does not like to roll. So if they do play this game tonight in St. Louis, I think Gaussman will be in a fantastic spot. Uh, Sean Manaya has quite a good matchup. Tonight, uh, I think that we can feel pretty good about him. I just kind of like him in general. I think he is kind of an underrated starting pitcher. Marcus Stroman has the, I mean, probably now that the Tigers are scoring some runs, the Pirates are the best matchup in baseball, despite the fact that they had not one, but two starters in the MLB All-Star game. A fact that, um, I don't know, that will continue to astound me for years, I think. And then Tyler Molly, we actually have him as the fourth highest projected starting pitcher against the Brewers. If you remember, earlier in the week, we were talking about the Brewers' futures, about futures for that division, and we were saying, well, the pitching actually has been amazing, right? Woodruff, Corbin Burns, Freddie Peralta, but it's been their offense that has really let them down. Well, with their offense letting them down, that means that we're going to want to target starting pitchers against them some more. But there are, I mean, there are a lot of options tonight. Robbie Ray gets Texas at home. Andrew Heaney gets the Mariners. Chris Bassett gets the Cleveland Indians. So there are a lot of guys tonight, and I would definitely encourage you to head over to DailyRoto.com to parse out all of those options. All right, good idea. DailyRoto.com. Go over there in the next couple hours. we got games starting soon. Max Muncy tonight at first base leads the way. He is at 4,400 tonight. That's a pretty big number there for Max. Jared Walsh, what more is there to say about him this season? Angels were right to let go of Albert, uh, but not in the way they did it, probably. But they had the right idea. Jared Walsh is a great player. Salvador Perez, 3,300. And, oh, my gosh, Anthony Rizzo under 3,000, Davis. There's a lot of talk Rizzo is going to be traded from the Cubs, too. It has not been a good year <laughs> for Anthony Rizzo. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe he's traded, and maybe he goes somewhere else and sort of gets back to who he was. But, look, I mean, just some guys just fade, and, and maybe this is his year that he's fading. Yeah, I mean, I I think probably not. Uh, that's why he's on here at, at 2,900. But you are right, though. Sometimes the fire goes out for these guys and it never comes back. And, you know, some we learn later, like, oh, you know, he was playing through, he had a, a broken hamate bone and something was torn mm-hmm. in his elbow. Or some guys some guys develop arthritis, yeah. right, at a young age from from uh, the way they grip the bat. Like, you, you really do just never know with these guys. Uh, Salvador Perez, I thought, I mean, he just seems like such a great play tonight against Keegan Aiken. I think the Royals, the I mean, obviously the, the people have left the Royals for dead, but Salvador Perez and Whit Merrifield and Carlos Santana are still going to continue to be good fantasy options. Jared Walsh and Max Muncy are the headliners of this position. In fact, Max Muncy is even projected a little bit better than our guy Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Why? because the Dodgers are playing in Coors Field, and they are playing in Coors Field against Andrew Sensatella, who I I do not use guys in Coors Field all that often because they get, like, Max Muncy is going to be 18% owned tonight or whatever, but 
I think I'm going to make an exception for the Dodgers against Senzatella in Coors Field. I, I have a feeling that this is going to be like a football score, like a, like a 14 to six style game or something tonight. Okay. Second base. Let's move over. This is like a discount for Marcus Simeon at 3,900. Whit Merrifield, Kansas City, 3,500. Davis can't quit these guys. Jonathan India, 3,000 of the Cincinnati Reds. Kike Hernandez of the Red Sox, 3,000. Uh, by the way, uh, Duran, the young rookie for the Red Sox, even though the game did not get played last night, was slated to start in center field and bat seventh. So it did not affect Kike all that much. He was still in the lineup and near the top. 3,000 for Kike tonight. Yeah, uh, Enrique Hernandez, I, I have a feeling that this is a name that, uh, you know, casual MLB fans would be like, oh, yeah, you know, Enrique Hernandez, like whatever, he, he's a fine player. He has been so good this season. Uh, he's having his second best career season in terms of weighted on base average. Uh, he's got his second best season ever in terms of isolated slugging. His walk rate is up. He has 11 home runs and one stolen base, but a bunch of those have come over the last 20 games since they moved him up to the leadoff spot. He like uh, At the beginning of the season, you remember he was, first off, he wasn't playing every single day, but they were batting yeah. him like seventh, batting him fifth, and now they're like, oh, Enrique Hernandez, that, that's what you do. You, you lead him off because uh, that's the type of hitter that he is. You are right. I mean, total discount on, on Marcus Semien, who was our second highest projected second baseman of the day. He remains, you know, I think, uh, of all middle infield eligible players, I, I think Semien... And then, you know, that group of superstar shortstops basically are some of the best players in, in all of uh, in all of fantasy. Whit Merrifield, 24 steals at the All-Star break. I, I, I want him to get to 50. I think that would be cool if he got to 50. He'll hit 20 home runs. His numbers against left-handed starting pitching are as good as ever. He actually has been worse this year than his career averages against right-handed starting pitching, which, you know, I don't know what to make of that, but he remains good against lefties. And then Jonathan India uh, has that matchup, uh, a, a difficult matchup against the Brewers pitching, but at 3,000, a leadoff guy, just a guy to slot in there, save a little bit of money at the second base position. Okay, to the hot corner we go. Of course, it's a Coors night, so Justin Turner will be at 3,900, which makes sense. Matt Chapman feels low here, 3,300 for Oakland. Austin Riley, a very boomer bust guy this year. He's just gotten super hot or super cold. And uh, Key Brian Hayes, I, I suppose we, we know how good he is, Davis, but man, that lineup <laughs> around him is just rough. Like, I mean, you, you almost have to have him homer and, and pray that there's like somebody on base for him. This kid is a great player, but the line, I mean, they could honestly walk him three times and, and never have to face him. They could walk him three times, but how often are you getting a guy with Cabrian Hayes' skill set at 2,800? Also at a, a weird position, too. You know, third base does not have that many true fantasy studs, right? Okay, so we got Vlad, we have Justin Turner, Rafael Devers, Manny Machado, Jose Ramirez. And then after that, after that grouping for fantasy baseball, you're like, well... You know, you have your you have your platoon guys, but then you're getting into your Kavan Biggios, your Wilmer Floreses, your Austin Riley's, who has the matchup against Waka tonight. Actually, Matt Chapman against Eli Morgan, who uh, his like Eli Morgan has been a, a very volatile starting pitcher for Cleveland since he's been called up he, he's had a couple decent stretches of results but actually what's happened is he started out games well his first or two his first or second time through the order and then gotten blown up the third time 
But I mean, I just don't think he's, I just don't really think he's all that good. And I think our guy, Matt Chapman, is a little bit underpriced here. Okay, let's let's check in at shortstop. The Rockies are saying Trevor Story is staying a Rocky on the 30th. We'll see about that. He's 3,800 tonight at home at Coors. Brandon Crawford of the Giants, 3,200. David Fletcher on the Angels, 3,000. And Wander Franco creeping back to like mid-price here again at uh, 2,800. He just really hasn't done all that much outside of his first couple of games. Yeah, uh, it's kind of weird with, with Wander Franco. I mean, it's not weird, right, I guess, because guys struggle all the time when they are young. But I just feel like Wander Franco, uh, switch-hitting, middle infielder, fast hands, two steals, two home runs, and 66 plate appearances, hitting under 200 right now. Like, I don't know. I just feel like over time, if I make enough bets on guys like this, I am, I am probably going to get paid off. Why, by, why, by the way, should Trevor Story be on the Rockies roster? Like, what is the point? What, like, seriously, what is the point? It's not like they're ever going to win. It's not like the Rockies are winning anything in the next five years. They are so far behind. They play in this insane division with all these good teams. The Giants are good now. The Dodgers are, you know, the best team in baseball, the most expensive team in baseball. The Padres have that insane hitting staff with Tatis. Like, they, I, I don't even get the point. And then Brandon Crawford. Our power guy, David Fletcher, our, our leadoff guy, all, all very standard there. Yeah, they, they said they don't want to uh, – the, the quote was, we don't want to be a farm system for other teams. It's too late for that. All right, let's go to the outfield. Shohei Otani, 4,500. I do wonder how Otani is going to perform out of the break. This will be a good sign. The guy's got to be a little tired, I would think, from the week. George Springer, he's back. He'll, be, he'll have a huge second half, I think. Springer, 3,700. Alvarez of Houston, 3,600. Nimmo starting to play back every day now, 3,100. And Tony Kemp, you got here for a value selection. Yeah, I, I just, uh, first off, something you don't you don't know about me, Craig, is I love stolen bases. It's like my, it just gets me jazzed up when guys steal bases. I, I like even love getting them more than home runs. Like guys like, you know, Trey Turner and Mondesi, but like even uh, back in the day, like D Gordon and Billy Hamilton, like I just love stolen bases. So I love guys like Kemp. So with him cheap, uh, I, I liked him there. Nimmo leading off, I agree with you, going to have a good second half. Jordan Alvarez feels $400 too cheap. George Springer, uh, again, should a huge second half should be coming. And then Shohei Otani against Chris Flexen. Uh, I mean, it just feels like a crazy mismatch, like an, an insane mismatch. Yeah, you mentioned the name Mondesi. Not familiar with that. Who was this Mondesi? Yeah, who's that? Of? Yeah. <laughs> any, any light at the end of the tunnel? I haven't even heard his name. No, haven't heard anything. Hmm. I can't say it'll be a good second half for him, unfortunately. It's been a rough year for me having him on my team, no doubt. All right, coming up next, we are going to hear from Madison Bumgarner, a potential future Hall of Famer. And he is starting the first game out of the break after missing a month with the Diamondbacks. And then Chris has the update. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The second half of the baseball season is here, and for the Arizona Diamondbacks, unfortunately for them, it's probably more about seeing if they're going to get the first or second overall pick in the 2022 MLB draft, unfortunately for them. Also, unfortunately for your fantasy teams, Madison Bumgarner, outside of a seven-inning no-hitter, has not contributed a lot to your team this year, but do not fear. He is back tonight, making his first start out of the All-Star break and talked about what he is striving and the team is striving for here in the second half. You know, tough. I don't I don't know. It's tough uh, for me, for everybody here. I know um talked to, to some of the guys, you know, while I've been out, and, and there's been a lot of guys, you know, hurt and come back and all that stuff, so I've seen – seen uh, quite a few people at salt river too um you know it's, i don't know man it's it's uh frustrating for everybody um but you know all we can do is come out and and try to win a ball game tomorrow and and carry that that attitude over um looking looking back at what happens not gonna not gonna do us any good the players certainly so you know, all we can do is is try to move on move forward Davis, anytime I have a chance to play Madison Bumgarner for you, I do it. I know how much you love hearing from him. So that that's really the only reason why I ended with this. I honestly I was gonna tell you that. It's just I love that accent so much because you know, I grew up in a small town in Kansas, so like I, I knew people in my life who are, oh, you know, dad gum. Like I heard people talk like that. I get none of that in my life now here in the city. So I, I do, I always enjoy that. Yeah, and uh, and you know, Mad Bum is is a character to say the least. Of course, he was in, he had the biking accident, and then he was like a, a horse rider under a different name at one point. Throws a seven inning no hitter this year. Uh, Two time World Series champion. Like this guy has had some career. Unfortunately, it's probably toward the end here, and Arizona owes him. A lot of money moving forward. All right, that'll do it for hour number one. Hour two is coming up next. Fantasy football discussion. Also a preview of the NASCAR race this weekend. But first, here is Chris with the update at the British Open as we continue on here on Force Grid in two minutes. Don't go away. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. 
Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.